Amen. You can be seated. We are so thankful. I love Brother Mike and Sister Joyce Wilson. These are awesome people. You know they're awesome people. We're so glad to have them in Bethlehem today. He's going to be preaching and singing this morning. Tonight we have Brother Robert Wimberly and uh, looking forward to a great day. It's going to be an awesome day in Jesus' name. Put your hands together. Welcome Brother Mike Wilson. Oh, courage, my soul, and let us journey on. For the night is alone, and I am far from home. Thanks be. The storm is passing over, the storm is passing over, the storm is passing over, hallelujah. Storm is passing over the storm. 
bless the Lord, everybody. Praise God. Great to be here today. Good to be home. Really is good to be home. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to be here. Someone asked me on the way in, Mark. They said, are you going to sing address change? I said, well, I reckon I have to. I don't want to be lynched before I leave. So. QFC, guys, help me out. on the 29th of October. 
October. Driving down the highway in my motorhome, our motorhome. Don't get nervous. I didn't take a pen and paper out. I reached across and put, pushed the record button on my phone. Aren't those things nice? Since 2007, I have been reading the Bible through every year. I read it through one time several years in a row. And I said, if I can read it through once, I can read it through twice. I began to read the Bible through twice a year. I did that for several years. Then I made a dedication or a consecration to spend at least the first hour and a half of my day every day with the word of the Lord. I have a telephone that has a Bible program on it. I have hearing aids that are Bluetooth. So when I get up in the morning, if I wake up at five or six, reach across and get my hearing aids and push my Bible program on. And now I listen to the word of the Lord and read through the word of God every month. I am finishing right now the 77th time to go through the scripture. And one day I was driving down the highway and just from some somewhere above me, around me, a line came and I began to sing. I opened the pages of God's holy word, read a few chapters, then my heart was stirred. I read how he loves me and then sacrificed himself as a lamb for my I'll read it again and again. It's a well-written story about my dearest friend. I read about heaven and joy without end. I think I'll read it again and again. Oh, I'll read it again and again. It's a well
my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Well, thank the Lord for you being in the house of the Lord this morning. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, beautiful services in Nashville, and we are back today to worship the Lord in our home church. Amen? You glad to be home? Yes, sir. Well, praise God. 50 years ago, November the 23rd on Thursday night uh, at the very first National Youth Convention, I proposed to my wife and uh, then in January, January the 6th, uh, we will have been married 50 years. She's sure enough fine. Her name is Joyce. I told her when she passes away, I'm going to re-Joyce. I'm going to find me somebody else. I won't ever find somebody like her. What a beauty. She has been a blessing to the kingdom of the Lord ever since, ever since she and I began to minister together. We have been in full-time ministry all of these years, 50 years. And, uh, she was a conference widow for many years. I would go to the hotels, to the conference areas. I would hardly get out of the car and somebody would meet me on the parking lot. Uh, would you play for me tonight? I need to practice with you. I'm supposed to sing tonight. I didn't even have my clothes unpacked. And she would just patiently uh, wait. I'd go to the church early, leave late. I saw her when we walked together. Sometimes we got to walk together back to the hotel room. But uh, there's nothing like the work of God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Good to be home. It's good to be home. Luke chapter 21, verse 13. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be here today. You're going to be blessed tonight, I think, by the ministry of Brother Robert Wimberly. Is that correct? So I'm not, uh, I'm glad I'm preaching first. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 21, verse 13. The word of the Lord says, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. It shall turn to you for a testimony. Hebrews 11 and 5. Hebrews 11 and 5, they're helping me. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God had translated him, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. St. John chapter 9, verse 25. 9 and 25, St. John, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. 
Revelation 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death. For a little while this morning, a message with this title, The Value of a Testimony. The Value of a Testimony. God, we thank you for your word. I ask you to minister in this congregation today that hearts be open, minds be open. Let us receive from your, your word today and let it grow in our hearts. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. And you may be seated. I know that over the last few weeks, you have been in a wonderful revival, a wonderful renewing time, a time of miracles, signs, and wonders, Holy Ghost, water, baptism in Jesus' name. If you have been ministered to and you have received a miracle, I wish you would jump to your feet right now. I wish you would jump to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at here. Oh, thank the Lord. If you were baptized in Jesus' name during this revival, I wish you would jump to your feet right now. Stay standing, miracles. Stay standing. If you were baptized in Jesus' name during this revival, stand, please. If you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, would you stand right now? Come on, come on, come on. All over this building, miracles happen. Holy Ghost was poured out. Thank God for revival. I said, thank God for revival. You may be seated today. After reading these verses that we read today, I began to think about the true value of our testimonies, the true values of our testimony. How many remember? I know I do. I remember when we used to have church in the little gray building way back here. Sister Johnny, so do you remember the gray siding building? Yeah. Anybody old enough to remember the gray siding church? Yes, Sister Joanna's here. That's Randy Good, you were still in diapers, obviously, as was I. But in the old gray building, they used to have testimony service. We stopped having testimony services because most of them became prayer meeting or prayer request time. Some folks didn't even testify at all. They'd just stand up and say, pray for me, I do God's will, and sit down. Some churches, they say, pray my strength in the Lord. Those testimony meetings, man, you let, you let some folks testify, and it was like, I can outdo that. And so the next one was two minutes long, and then the next one was three and four and five and before long, the preacher didn't have time to preach. But y'all know my dad, he preached anyway. 
He preached anyway. <laughs> Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, Enoch's testimony was not about some great thing that God did for him. Right? It wasn't about what God did for Enoch, but it was about something Enoch did for God. Enoch pleased God. And that was his testimony. Oh, can I talk this morning? It doesn't matter how loud we sing. It doesn't matter how good we can play the tambourine. It don't matter how good our dance step is. What really matters is when we land. When we land on both feet and it's Sunday morning or Monday morning. And then it's Monday night and Tuesday and Tuesday night and Wednesday. Do you have this testimony? Do you have Enoch's testimony that he pleased God? How did Enoch please God? By singing special songs? By preaching good sermons? Did Enoch please God by running a bus route? Did Enoch please God by praying an hour in the prayer room? And I'm not against it. That's wonderful. Please keep doing it. But Enoch pleased God by walking with God. If you want a supernatural kind of testimony, if you want a testimony of a supernatural kind, then you need to do something in the natural. So you got to do something in the natural. Enoch walked with God. Natural. Nothing miraculous about it. Just walking with God and his natural actions produced for him a testimony that resulted in a supernatural occurrence. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. You want a you want a supernatural testimony? You got to start out in the natural. You got to walk in the natural. You got to walk with God on Wednesday. You got to walk with God on Thursday. You got to walk with God on holidays. You got to walk with God on Christmas. You got to walk with God on your birthday. You got to walk with God on your wedding anniversary. You got to walk with God on your job. You got to walk with God on your vacation. You got to walk with God in your leisure time. You want a supernatural testimony? Walk with God in the natural. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He was translated out of this world. He did not die. You want to live on? Do you really want to live on? Through eternity, and then hold it out. I'll live 
they're singing olive oil, olive oil, or telephone, telephone. I'll live on. You want to live on? I said, you want to live on? I don't know the date. I don't know the hour. I don't know how old. I don't know this. I don't know that. But I do know that Enoch got up every morning and said, honey, I'm walking with God. I will not let the world dissuade me. I will not let the devil persuade me. Oh, I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to walk with him. I'm preaching to a house load of brand new converts. I'm sure today the best thing you can do is walk with God. You want to overcome this world? Walk with God. One of the values of your testimony is this. It can bring about supernatural effects in your life. If you've got a testimony, it can bring about supernatural effects in your life. Somebody sang a song years ago that says, I want to testify while I have a chance. Oh, I want to testify while I have a chance. Well, I wish the Lord would give me an opportunity to testify to somebody. I wish God would show me somebody to testify. I've heard this bishop up here, I've heard him pray and say, God, God, Bring me in contact with that one person that is closest to eternity so that I can show them the love of Christ, so that I can tell them how to be saved, so that I can tell them how to get away from their problems, how God can take care of their situations. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to testify? You don't have to stop, start looking for anything special. Fire don't have to fall from heaven. A cloud don't have to appear over your head. You don't have to grow a halo and wings. All you've got to do is look at what God has done in your life. And you'll have more to testify than they got time. I said you'll have more to testify about than they got time to listen. They'll be scratching their head. They'll be fidgeting because they need to go. They got a doctor's appointment and you're still giving it this right here because after all that God has done for you, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. I want to praise his name. How about it today? The value of a testimony, it can bring about supernatural effects in your life. You want joy in your heart? You're having struggles living for God? I challenge you to testify. I challenge you to find somebody and tell them what God has done in your life and tell them where you found him. Tell them what church you went to. Tell them about the revival. Tell them about God touching your body. Tell them about God re 
reaching you and causing you to repent of your sins and say, come on down here. Come on down here with me. We got something going down here. You can have a revival in your own soul continuously if you will learn to testify. In Luke 21, Jesus is talking to his disciples about things of the end time and how they're going to be persecuted, imprisoned, and then brought before kings and rulers. And then he made this four-word phrase at the end of that. For my name's sake. And right here is where it all changes. Because Jesus said, when you stand before the kings and the rulers, don't worry about how you're going to answer them because everything you've been through will produce in you a testimony that you can give to the world. You don't have to worry about how you're going to testify to somebody if you have gone through a test and God has brought you out. A lot of folks, a lot of folks, for them it's just a jestimony. Jestimony, J-E-S-T-I-M-O-M-Y. A jestimony, what is a jestimony? A jestimony is when life is nothing but a joke. Everything is always funny, there's no seriousness. For some, they're a testimony. Oh, I'm not going to go any further on that. And then there's a bunch of us that like restimony. Always tired, too tired to do anything. And then we've got the questimony folks. They're always looking for something to do. They're never satisfied. And then you've got the bestimonies. Always doing it better than anybody else. I gotta succeed better than somebody else. And then you got the nestimony. They're afraid to leave the nest. Zestimony. Full of zeal but no knowledge. And then you got the blessedimony. Always blessed, never cursed. Everything's a blessing. Never cursed. And then you've got a testimony. But you're going to have to have a test. You go through a test to get a testimony. Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to say. Because by the time you go through persecution, he said, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be imprisoned. You're going, to be, you're going to be mocked and scorned. So then he said, all of this is for my name's sake. So that when you get through it, when you've made it through the trial, made it through the test, made it through the persecution, made it through the hard times, all of that was done for my name's sake so that you would have a testimony of, of what my power, my strength, my name, my love has done in your life. Hallelujah. There is a great value.
your testimony. Another value of your testimony is that it gives you something to share. Gives you something to share. Without a trial, without the test, there's nothing to share. There is no testimony. Could I give you just a little word of warning? Don't ever try to stop what God is trying to develop within you through your times of testing. Don't be too quick. Don't be too quick to say, why are you letting this happen to me? I'm a tither. I'm a worshiper. I, I love God. I listen to the preaching. I obey the preaching. Why are you? Why is all this happening to me? Don't ever question what God is trying to develop in you, in you through your problem, through your trial, through your testing. Don't you understand that he's just trying to give you a testimony? Isn't he trying to give you something that you can tell somebody about? Paul, the apostle Paul's thorn in the flesh was a test from God in order to reveal not how strong Paul was, but it was a test to, to reveal the sufficiency of the grace of God through a time of testing. 2 Corinthians 12, 7, and lest, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, what did he call it? The messenger of Satan to buffet me. God sent him a messenger of Satan. A thorn in the flesh that Paul called a messenger of Satan. He was sent to buffet me. Why? Lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul was, he was being transported into the third heaven. He was in the middle of seeing things that was unlawful for him to talk about. He was having heavenly visions. He was nine miles higher than anybody else. Come on now. You've seen those people. You've seen those people who's always too heavenly minded and there were no earthly count. The apostle Paul, man, he was, he was up there. Woo, he was, he was breathing rare air, you understand? He was in the clouds spiritually. God said, hey, I gotta, I gotta get you back to earth because you're not through walking yet. I got some more walking I need for you to do. So he stuck him with a thorn in the flesh to buffet him lest he should be exalted above measure. For this thing, he said, for this thing, this thorn, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And what did God say? My grace is sufficient for you. You'll make it. You'll make it because of my grace. Mercy profoundly wrapped grace around me when I was 
exposed and in need. That's the first two lines of a new song. My grace is sufficient for thee for my strength. My strength, God's strength, is made perfect in weakness. Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. A testimony, a testimony comes through a trial. It comes through a test. You better be thankful for whatever it was that brought you to Calvary. You better be thankful for whatever brought you to Calvary. Jesus praying in the garden. He was praying in the garden. Let this cup pass from me. He got up from the prayer. Judas and the, and, and the chief priest soldiers came out. Judas in the, in the front and he had told these guys, he said, the guy that I kiss, that's the one you take. So Judah stepped forward. Hail, master. Embraced him and kissed him. Middle Eastern custom, they don't say praise the Lord to one another. See them on the street. How you doing? Praise the Lord. No, Middle Eastern custom is They'll kiss each other on the cheek. So if Judas kissed Jesus, if Judas kissed Jesus, it is very likely that Jesus returned the kiss of greeting when he said, wherefore art thou come? That kiss, that kiss brought Jesus, that kiss brought Jesus closer to doing the will of God. Whatever it is that brings you to Calvary, whatever it is that brought you to church and caused you to change, you need to embrace it. You need to kiss it and call it your friend. I said, you need to kiss it and call it your friend. I was sick in my body, and I had to have God's healing power, so I came to the church. I was addicted to drugs, and I needed to be delivered, so I came to the church. Mm, hallelujah. You want a testimony? Pass the test. Finally, this morning, the value of a testimony is this. No man can take it away from you. Anybody, had a, anybody here have, have an un or irrefutable testimony? Anybody here have an irrefutable miracle? Woo, hallelujah. Mm. They can't take it away from you. I said they can't take it away from you. They can't take it away from you. It's yours. It is unique to you. Nobody else has had one just exactly like it. You know what? I've got a song in my heart. I've got a song in my heart. How do you know that? Because in 2014, 2014, I had to have my pacemaker uh, redone. 
all the stuff in it was tearing apart, wearing out, and in Vanderbilt Hospital in, in Nashville, Tennessee, the heart surgeon, the cardiologist came to my room. He sent two little interns in before me, two little, two little gals that were interns. You know how they do. Let me listen to you. Let me listen to you. So Savannah took her little stethoscope and she leaned over my bed. She reared back and she said, Sir, you've got a musical tone in your heart. I said, well, ain't that something? All I've ever done was sing. All I've ever done was play music. I can't lay brick. I don't want to learn. I can't build houses. Don't want to learn. I can play the piano. I can sing uh, sometimes. So she said, you got a musical tone in your heart. And then in comes Dr. Harrison, 40-year veteran of cardiac, uh, cardiology medicine in Vanderbilt, teaching medicine. And this little intern was so, she was so brave. She said, Dr. Harrison, Mr. Wilson has got a musical tone in his heart. And he just sort of snorted and didn't say much. And then he said, well, let me hear it. So he took his stethoscope and reared back. I don't hear it. This smart little intern, she probably didn't make a good grade on this, but this smart little intern said, well, you got to put the stethoscope in the right spot. <laughs> so, so she said, let me put it there. So she put the stethoscope in just that one space, and then that doctor reared back, and he said, I hear it. The next words out of his mouth were these. Sir, you definitely have a song in your heart. I got a testimony that I had never heard anybody else have. Hallelujah. Woo! To get that testimony, to get that testimony, I've been where I've been having a, 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 a pacemaker in my chest since. 1990, 1998, my wife is my, she's my numbers person. She knows all the stuff. I, she's, a, she's a regular calendar, that's what she is. Since 1998, I've had to have pacemaker. Heart rate's 35 beats a minute in the middle of the day before the pacemaker. I've had to have three, three different pacemaker changes. I'm about due for another one. If I keep preaching like this, I may have to go this afternoon. <laughs> Before I could find out that I had a song in my heart, I laid in the hospital in Jackson, Tennessee. They had tried to get the old pacemaker out, couldn't do it there. I wound up with an infection around my heart a fever that shook me so bad. I thought I was dying. They had me on morphine. They had me on all kind of stuff try to keep my pain down. Uh, folks, I could see people walking through the walls. 
I could see people walk. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and see people walking through the walls in my room. I lay flat on my back. I lay flat on my back and I cried tears running down the side of my face onto my pillow and I was begging God, God, please put me on somebody's heart. I said, please put me on somebody's heart that they would pray for me that I could get some relief. And then I find out I got a song in my heart. A testimony. Craig Work, you got a testimony. I tuned in. I wasn't supposed to be doing it, but I was driving from Memphis down here this morning, and I tuned in to, uh, to the good time hour. Or whatever, what is it called? The morning show. That's what it is. The Sunday morning show. Brother Craig, brother and sister, what's her name? Dunwoodies, yeah. They were talking, and boy, the first, first thing I heard basically out of their mouth, Craig Work was talking about a testimony. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, that made me pass that semi, you know. <laughs> Nobody can take it from you. It's your proof of your miracle. Has anybody got a proof today? Stand, please. Oh, we may not know all of the particulars concerning how it happened or by whom it happened or even when it happened especially to us, but the important thing is it did take place. It did happen, and it happened to earth. Now listen, the world may never believe it. The world may forever question it. The world may even try to ridicule you for it. But none of that really matters as long as you can testify that it indeed happened to you. Songwriter Andre Crouch wrote it many years ago, sang it a long time ago. I didn't think it could be, but it happened to me. Can you sing that line with me? I didn't think it could be until it happened to me. Got me a choir. The revelator, John the revelator said, they overcame him. Satan, they overcame Satan. How? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Living and overcoming lifestyle involves more than just having the blood of Jesus applied to your life. Forgive me for a moment, but I know this flies in the face of all of those who like to sing, Jesus paid it all, and those who like to believe that we are once saved, always saved, but John said somewhere all of our believing, in all of our believing, there must be some overcoming. We are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. You know and I know that when we repent of our sins, literal blood is not poured over us. We repent of our sins believing I said, we repent of our sins believing that the blood of Jesus Christ 
cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So somewhere, John said, in all of our believing, there must be some overcoming because we overcome through the coupling of the blood and our testimony. You think you got a crowd this morning. You think you got a good crowd this morning. If every one of us, if every one of you whom God has ever ministered to, healed, saved, or delivered, whom God has given chances beyond reason, second chances, third chances, fifth chances, 15th chances, God just keeps loving us. He kept right on loving. I said he kept right on loving. When his love I did spurn. Hallelujah. Are you willing? Are you willing to say to the world, look what the Lord has done. The value of your testimony. Heaven's reckoning day. Heaven's roll call will only reveal the true value of your testimony. I said heaven's roll call will, will reveal the true value of your testimony. They tell me that before you die, before I die, we each will have had a life-changing effect on at least seven people. Will you let your testimony be known? Will you open your mouth and let your testimony be known? In your mouth there is something of great value. I said in your mouth there is something of great value. Please share it. Please tell it. Please declare it from the mountaintop. Please let somebody know what God has done for you. I'm through. I'm through. You carry around with you. You carry around with you the word of faith. He said, it is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Speak the word, Lord. Speak the word through me. Is that your testimony? Is that your testimony? Why don't you step out of your seat this morning? Make your way to the front of this building and commit yourself, commit yourself to testify. Commit yourself to walking with God. Walking with God so that you'll have a testimony like Enoch. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Amen, amen. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. 
Talk to him. Talk to him. I give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to you, Lord. Oh, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, God, my strength and my redeemer. Bless the name of Jesus. Go ahead, brother. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm 
Go ahead and thank the Lord for your testimony today. Thank God because he brought you out. Brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. What a testimony. What a testimony. My, 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 my. What a word we heard this morning. That ought to help us grow in the Lord. Take advantage of our past. We do have a past, but the past doesn't have us. Isn't that right? Aren't you glad? The past doesn't have us. Praise God, we got a testimony because of our past. Thank God for the Holy Ghost today. My, 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 my. Wow. Wow. Where's Brother Mike at? Where's Brother Mike? Hey, y'all got a minute? I want to hear him play some organ. I want to hear him play some organ. Is that is it turned on over there? Is it warmed up? If it's not warmed up, get it. I'll give you time to get it warmed up. I want to hear him play a good old fast song. Would you? Would you like to hear him good play a good old fast song? I don't know what he's got on his mind. Goodbye world, goodbye. I don't know if this drummer can keep up with him or not, but I believe he can, don't you? What about these other musicians? My daddy used to say we all got a 10-string instrument. Five on this hand and five on this hand. Let's put it together and clap our hands. Brother Mike plays a good instrumental for us. Help him out. Amen. Go for it. Bring your ties to the offering, offerings unto the Lord.